welcome to the most entertaining, engaging, and charismatic podcast. Welcome to the most overrated, underappreciated, most viewed, underviewed podcast of all time. Welcome to the Prince of Fresh Air. This is your host. Do I have to tell you already? You should know it. The most charismatic man in entertainment. And, you know, this podcast, we mix charisma, personality, good looks with comedy. And in this episode, we're going to be combining social media relationships. Now, you're probably wondering, why am I talking about that? Where am I going with this? Well, you know, we have seen the rise of social media impact relationships just in general, whether it's the dating life, family life, or friends, friendships. We've seen these uh, intertwine. And, you know, this episode is based off the whole Tom Brady and Giselle uh, marriage thing that's been going on in the headlines and the many... Uh, recent cases of divorces amongst uh, celebrities and whatever the case may be, you know, rise of the Birkin bags, all that good stuff. And I thought it was a great time to do a different type of podcast episode. So I have three guests. We're doing a threesome. Well, not that type of threesome. All right. Get your minds out the gutter. You know, it's a family show. Uh, but I'm going to have my girlfriend, Natalie, come on. And I'm going to have my buddy, my, my ride or die, Dimitri, come on. And we're going to be talking about relationships from the men and female perspective and whether social media has impacted relationships you know if you haven't seen my video with uh, jubilee media big youtube channel uh called online versus traditional dating and i was on the traditional side and we talked about social media you know dating ads from bumble to tender raise your hand if you got a tender that's right i don't have one no more but i used to um talking about how social media you know sliding in the dms which i'm guilty of i should be put in jail if that was a crime um how that has impacted relationships and whether social media has created an unhealthy standard for relationships you know the rise of the birkin bags you know seeing couples flying to abu dhabi um you know has that impacted relationships in 2022 or just in general well no need to fear because the most charismatic man entertainment is here. So I hope you guys sit back, relax, grab a cheeseburger, grab a beer. I don't care if you're stone cold or you're just the average Joe. You know, have a good time. Whether you're driving from work or while you're at home with the kids. You know, I want you to have a great time. Let me know what you think. You know, follow me on Instagram at Mr. No Days Off Percy. And uh, let's get into this episode, all right? So don't slide in my DMs. But we're going to get started in three, two. Oh, by the way, uh, this podcast is sponsored by Anchor by Spotify, but you already know that. So without further ado, let's get into the episode. All right. No more mind games. Three, two. I didn't say one yet. I didn't say one yet. One. Oh my god, pick up the energy over there. Pick up the energy. All right. Listen, the coffee is yet to sit in. So uh, this, well, this the energy the most... is on like a three or four right now. You gotta spread the charisma a little bit. Well, in a three way, you know, we can't have one person slacking, all right. So, you know, just pick that up, all right. <laughs> I'm just kidding. all right. Anyway, <laughs> let, let's move on because I don't wanna, you know, the kids are listening. So um let, let's get into it. You know, in, in this episode, um you know, we, we talked a little bit about it, all three of us. Uh, I talked to you, Dimitri. I talked to you, Natalie, about the recent um, 
uh, trends of celebrity relationships. And the only reason why I wanted to talk about it is because I think we all as human beings can learn from these situations. So, um, you know, just to kick it off, I want to start with the whole Tom Brady and Giselle thing. Um, you know, just a little background. Um, Tom Brady, everybody know who he is. And if you don't know, you know, this man has been in the NFL, one of the most famous quarterbacks of all time, uh, currently playing for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And him and his wife has been trending in the news because him and his wife have been married since 2009. And uh, his wife, Giselle, she was a, a model. Um, and now they have a couple kids together. And Tom Brady, over the last couple years, has been dibbling, dabbling with retirement. You know, he'll play a season, retire, come back. Um, and then this situ recent situation, he um he retired after the last season for a month, and decided he wanted to go back into playing football. Um, he's at the age of forty five, which he said at this age he's probably going to retire fully after. But anyway, um, the the situation arose that. Giselle ended up moving out their marital home because she didn't want him to continue playing. And she ultimately gave him an ultimatum. You know, it's either you're going to be at home with the kids or we're going to have to talk about something. Um, and then recently, I just heard they made a compromise about him spending at least taking a Wednesday off every week while he's in season. Um uh, let me get your opinion because, you know, me and you talked about this quite a bit, Dimitri, about marriage and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. How do you feel about her giving him uh, an ultimatum or, you know, just the, the life of an a athlete, you know, always flirting with retirement? What you think about that? So, all right. Uh, here's my thing. For anybody who's a uh, frequent longtime listener of this podcast and has been on my YouTube channel at least, you know, once or twice, for one of my various quick takes. I'm not a supporter of marriage. Uh, I will not be getting married ever in life. Um, it's not something that I'm interested in. And when I hear stories like this, I'm not the least surprised. Um, what I will say is that his wife, she knew he was a football player when she got with him. Okay. I'm pretty sure Tom Brady, how long has Tom Brady been in the league? The huh. NFL? Like damn near 20 years. Right. Okay. Now I, I'm not sure if she's accepted the fact that football sports is his first love, you know what I'm saying? And I think there are certain like wives that don't understand that. And that's not necessarily a bad thing. It's just what it is. It's, it's like you have a music artist. Like, let's say if, if someone's married to Michael Jackson or Prince or, you know, one of the goats like that, their marriage comes second to their music. Like, I'm pretty sure if you ask Michael Jordan, you know, at the peak of his career, what did he place more emphasis on his family or basketball? I'm pretty sure he probably would have said basketball. So um, for her to kind of move out of the house because he just decided to come out of retirement and play again, I feel like that's a little bit extreme. I'm not sure why she's doing that. Um, this ain't Burger King. You can't always have it your way. That's a fact. And before, before I let you go now, let me, let me just add this little piece. So, she actually came out and, and talked about it. She did like a a piece about it. And basically just to sum it up, she said that she wants them to be more active um, in, in their children's lives, be more active at home. Uh, she feels like, you know, football is already dangerous. She don't want him to continue playing. And uh, she just wants him to be home more often, which 
I, I understand, but you know, like you said, he's made a career off of this. So, um, what do you what do you think, Natalie? I think there's a lot of things to talk about there. For starters, the whole football being dangerous that should have been discussed way before this marriage because he's been playing what his whole life, like probably since he was three or four like this is a bigger part of his identity than his marriage and kids probably are at this point so they they should have figured that out a very very long time ago so that's not an excuse anymore however i do see the argument when it comes to stability just because this is what the second or third time now that he's come out of retirement type of situation and it's repeatedly and repeatedly so they're having these talks about him settling down just to come back, or maybe it even is like a PR type of situation here. So I understand now that the kids are growing up and he hasn't really been around. I understand her point of view, but still like, it's just messy to see this all play out in the media and then not to actually have these conversations behind the scenes situation. I agree. And uh, you know, yeah, both make good points and I'll say this. I, I, you know, this one thing I understand ultimatums and you know having to make things work in the in the marriage or relationship in general, but the way how she went about it, leaving a marital home, giving him a hard time about it, like you said, Demetri. First of all, this is his first love. He's made his career off of football. He has been one of the most dominant quarterbacks of all time in the NFL, and for her to feel like she can change this man and try to change him and make him stop playing football. Well, let's be real. Most people nowadays don't have that luxury of being able to retire at 45 years old. And not many people want to retire at 45 years old. And I say if this man want to continue playing football, well, you should have thought about that when you got with a, a quarterback of his stature. You know, we're not talking yeah. about a guy who gets injured every season. You know, no no shot, no um, no pun intended to De Derek Rose here. But, you know, th this dude's been relatively healthy. He makes great money. His kids don't got to worry about working for a day in their life. She don't got to worry about it. Not that she don't have her own money. But this is his identity. It's like me, you know, it's like Michael Jordan's wife telling him, oh, you know, I, you know, you got to choose between your family and basketball. Well, now you inviting that conversation to not go in your favor. And I just don't like how she went about it, um, that whole situation. Um, but one thing you did say, Natalie, I, I definitely do agree. Before I, I get into the other situation I was going to bring up, um, I see all the time a lot of athletes dibbling, dabbling out of retirement. Um, now, Dimitri, because we, we both um, combat sports fans, you more so boxing, I'm UFC, but we see this all the time, you know, Floyd Mayweather, uh, Anderson Silva, a bunch of other, you know, combat sports athletes and other athletes in general. You know, they retired and, you know, they see they, they, they teammates, they buddies back on the field or uh, court or whatever the case may be, arena. And, you know, they get that itch to come back. Um, do you think that um, as th there is an age, like maybe Tom Brady at 45, maybe there is a conversation for his wife to be like, you know what? You made your money. You had your career. It's time for you to let it go. Do you think that's a conversation she needs to have at his age? Or do you think... You know what? Unless his body's breaking down and he's getting hurt a lot, that it really shouldn't be up to her. Well, apparently this was a conversation that they've been having throughout his career because, ironically enough, earlier today, I actually was watching a video of Tom Brady, I guess maybe a few years ago, talking about the impact that his wife has had on the success and lack thereof of his career. And what I mean by that is apparently – 
his wife is into some form of spirituality, uh, magic, if you will. And she has some sort of uh, foresight into whether like the ebbs and flows of his career. So he can go and ask his wife, oh, you know, what does what do the spirits say? about you know how this season is going to go and then she'll say yeah this is your season or it's not your season and according to him she's been very spot on um he says how uh his pregame rituals from her courtesy of her is her uh creating an altar full of uh, uh, uh pictures of his kids and and things like that and sending intentions or whatever and i'm not going to say that you know any of these things are bad but i am going to say that well if you if all of that is true and you were listening to your wife before, then maybe your wife is on to something with whatever it is that she's saying now. That's something that I just wanted to throw out there. Um, at the end of the day, the way that uh I brush my teeth is the way Tom Brady plays football. That's just that's just the end of the that's just that's just it. You know, you're not you you can't tell Floyd he's wrong for coming out of retirement and wanting to, you know, take part in exhibition match because he's a boxer he's a fighter that's just what he does so if it just comes to the point where hey this is what he wants to do is he hurting anyone not necessarily why because he's tom brady and i'm pretty sure if i were to you know google tom brady's net worth i'm pretty sure him playing football is not hurting anyone this is just what he wants to do because i'm pretty sure he doesn't want to be at home you know sitting on the couch and watching guys you know, play, he wants to be out there playing himself. So let him just ride it till the wheels fall off. I 100% agree. It's not like, like I say, he's not getting hurt all the time. It's not like he's always in a hospital. He in a wheelchair, can't feed himself. This man, he's makes his money doing what he loves. And I just, me personally, I just feel like, you know who the person you marry. And we see this all the time in relationships. You know, people get with, you know, drug dealers and, you know, gang bangers and then try to change them. It's like, you know, this dude was slinging dope on the corner. What makes you think that he going to put a ring on it and all of a sudden change unless he go to prison or something, you know? So, um, Natalie, what do you think about that situation? Do you think that, yeah, she is his wife and they've been together for over a decade and they have children? Um, and, you know, football, I'm not saying f football isn't a dangerous sport, um, but do you think that she has the right to feel the way she does? I think everybody has the right to feel the way they want to feel the same right. way that everybody has the right to do whatever they want to do nothing she says is really going to stop him if he's made up his mind on something and i do understand the concern when it comes to injury because the older you get the more likely you are to have a serious injury if you do end up getting injured your body stops fully growing after what 25 26 somewhere in that zone so mm -hmm. of course you're going to be more concerned when you get older Obviously, I don't think he's going to play until he's like 55. I do see him truly retiring sometime soon. So I understand why she might be pressuring him a little bit that way. But it's his life. It's his feelings. Her feelings. It's her life. They're going to do whatever they want to do, both of them. Whether that's separate over this issue that really should have just been planned out like 10 years ago. They really right. should have had like a 10, 20 year plan set in place because she's been a famous supermodel for 15 plus years. He's been a famous football player for 20 plus years. It's, they're going to do what they want to do at this point. She yeah. probably knows something that we don't. Cause like I said, like if she's, you know, into that type of stuff, um, <laughs> she probably sees something coming. So if you hear about, 
Tom Brady getting some crazy, you know, injury or something like that. Hey, she was right. No, honestly, I wouldn't be surprised. I know a lot about Tom Brady and like, I know the two of them tend to have very strict when it comes to like health regimens and fitness regimens. They're known for being very protective, even in the parental role of their kids and what they consume and how they exercise and things like that. So if they're so in touch with the spiritual world, I would not be very surprised. Yeah. Yeah. And well, you know, that, that, that I think that was a good topic, but I want to get into the meat and potatoes of this conversation because Adam Levine, Maroon 5 star uh, singer, um, you know, he's recently made the headlines about his marriage, you know, which is a common theme in this episode. Um, but th- this conversation is going to, I'm going to open it up soon, but this is one of the problems with our generate our society nowadays when it comes to marriages and, and relationships and stuff like that. So, Adam Levine, why am I bringing this man up? Well, um, he is, he's been married to his wife, Bahati, and, um, he has been, you know, like the regular people like Drake flying out Instagram models and content creators because they feel how hot they are. Um, he was recently caught. In the crossfire of this girl, he was uh, having an affair with Sumner Stroll. And she's a OnlyFans content creator. She's a influencer. I use that term lightly. And she worked at uh, the Data Nat Bumble as a, a marketing specialist uh, after graduating from college in 2020. So she's 23. Adam Levine is in his late 30s. And um, she went on TikTok spilling out all the beans Um and she talked about some of the messages that he was sending her. You know, I can't believe how hot you are. Uh, apparently, she's pregnant with his son or um and or daughter, and he wants her to name the kid after her. Um, and you know, it, it's just a messy situation. He's been married for eight years to this lady, and now his wife is actually expecting their third child together. Um, but a lot of people jumped in, and you know, some people. I think a lot of people think he's dead wrong, but a lot of people think she's dead wrong too, because one of the things she came out and said after posting the whole TikTok thing was that at the time, this is what she said. At the time I was young, I was naive. And quite frankly, I feel exploited. Um, now me personally, I don't think she was exploited. I think she's probably doing this to get them only fans number up, but, um, <laughs> you know, I, I'm just saying, um, you know, before I ask you, I just want to say this. You know, when you date in a celebrity, there's certain things that come with it. I've had this conversation with Natalie before as a joke, but, you know, it's not like she didn't know who Adam Levine was. She says he's elevated music now. He's not that relevant. But, you know, for a year, you was at his house and doing things that, you know, you know, we're not going to talk about on this podcast. But, um, you know. Me personally, I don't like the way how she said I was exploited. We're not talking about a 17-year-old girl. We're not talking about an 18-year-old. We're talking about somebody who makes money, you know, doing her content on OnlyFans, making money off of social media. And she knew he was married. So I don't think her being young and naive and, you know, having no clue about the situation uh, is warranted. But anyway, um, you know, Natalie, how do you feel about the situation? I don't know 
if you know the answer to this, I'm just really curious about the age range when it started. Because I watched the TikTok. It came into my For You page yesterday when everything was going down, like an hour after she posted it. And she said it was happening for a long time. And the way she worded it made it seem like it wasn't when she was in her, like, mid-20s. She made it kind of sound like she was, like, 19 when it started. In which case, I can kind of understand the argument of being exploited because I think anyone under the age of 20 is disgusting for a 40-year-old man to date. No, she was over 20. She was about 22 when she said it was a year-long affair, so... Well, she, I know she said that she was just turned 24, I believe, in her video. Um, but it's a really disgusting thing is that he asked if they can name the daughter, or the, excuse me, they name the son that his supermodel wife is pregnant with. They can name him after her. That's just, that's some oh. creepy shit. Oh, that's what, That's some oh, really, yeah, she, oh. yeah, no, but. Bahati, I I could definitely be messing up her name. I'm so sorry if I am. Yeah, she's knocked up with their third kid, and he slid into Sumner's DMs asking if asking if they can name the son after her. Which is and just that's the girl he had an affair so, with, right? Yeah, yes, Sumner. Yeah, which okay. is so creepy on so many levels. Uh, so I just the audacity is insane. It really, really is. Like, I understand if you're in, like, if you're a celebrity, I'm not assuming that you're going to be loyal. The fact that we see multiple cases now with these issues with the Victoria's Secret supermodels having issues with their marriage is insane that all this is happening at the same time. You don't assume they're going to be loyal, but the fact that you take it to that point that your wife is pregnant, did not know about this beforehand, and you're asking to name your son after your mistress that's just that's just wrong on so many levels what do you think dimitri (laughs) can't make this stuff up man can't make this um look man my opinion is that see marriage marriages are really i'm not gonna say they're all destined to fail but them shits are destined to fail yo and like if you're somebody like if you're somebody like Adam Levine, okay, like you're you're the successful, you know, singer, lead vocalist of Maroon 5 and all of that, the worst thing that you can do is get married when you feel like you haven't had your fun already. True. So don't go and get in a relationship and tell a woman you're going to commit to her when you know damn well deep down inside in the back of your mind, you're like, dude, I, I want to go out there and sow my royal oats. Like, now I'm not sure if you ever heard of Coming <laughs> to America, have you ever seen Coming to America before? Okay, but you know, before he was gonna get married, he 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 told his dad, or his dad was like, "You need to sow your royal oats before you get married. That's what you gotta do." So I'm not going to tell you, "Oh yeah, I, you know what? You're the only woman I want to be with till death do us part." All of that, but then I know that I'm, I'm I'm capable of cheating on you. So what I'm saying is, it's his fault. I think that he's wrong for for that because you're setting yourself and another woman up for failure. So it's just stay single or or do the Nick Cannon route don't don't commit yourself to any one particular woman just just spread your seed and then you can call your kids whatever you want and then you don't have to worry about somebody else getting mad because you didn't lie to them and say that you wanted to commit to them so I think that Adam Levine is stupid 
because now your career is taking a hit. I mean, he's going to bounce back from that, you know, for reasons I'm not going to say, but he's going to bounce back from that, you know, and at the end of the day, it's like, for what? All of this for what? Because you pretended to be something that you're not. Yeah, you know, Dimitri, you made a good point. And, um, you know, there's something I was I was watching DJ Vlad. I think it was Lil Boosie or something. I can't remember who said it, but um, or it was a comedian. And they made a point. They said, you know, when it comes to celebrities, uh, first of all, I want to just throw this out there. I think too many people idolize celebrities and they try to follow the same paths uh, that they live. And unless you have Adam Levine fame and money, uh, certain rules aren't going to apply to you. So you can go ahead and, you know, if you're married and you're just an average Joe, you know, pulling the same things he's doing, good luck to you. Um, but he made a point. He was saying that, you know, a lot of these uh, celebrities, you know, especially when they're young, um, you know, they, they get into relationships knowing full well that they're not ready to commit. Uh, their partners know that, you know, what type of lifestyle they live in. And, you know, the, the relationship is destined to fail. And one of the reasons why I wanted to talk about these situations, because this is a certain trend with relationships nowadays that, you know, relationships have been destroyed by social media. Um, do, do you, I'm, I'm going to start off with, uh, with you, Dimitri. Do you agree with that? Do you think social media ruined relationships or how people view relationships? Um, I feel like, I feel like social media only ruined the perception of relationships on weak minded people. Um, people who just follow the trend, uh, people who look at, if you know who I'm talking about, like Justin Laboy memes and stuff, and then take that as like the fucking, you know, Bible verses for how you're supposed to, you know, conduct yourself in damn relationships. So I feel like for me personally, no, it hasn't ruined my perception of what, what I think relationships are, what love is and what relationships are supposed to be. But the general consensus of like our age bracket, like people, you know what I'm saying, in like the early 30s, 20s, and then like late teens, yeah, like their perception of relationships is askew. And oh, let me just say something real quick too. Yeah, see, I'm looking at his wife. Like I said, Adam, yo, bruh, if <laughs> I know he ain't gonna never hear this, but the off chance you just skimming through Spotify, whatever, and you happen to be listening to this. Have your fun, dog. Do not settle. Just have your fun and then pick somebody and you settle with them. But don't get some chick and you know damn well you're looking at her. You're going to get tired of her. You're going to start cheating on her. <laughs> Did he settle for Victoria's Secret supermodel, though? Is you that considered what? settling nowadays? Is she, is, what's her name? Bahati, Bahati what? Chrislu or something. I could definitely something. be pronouncing that wrong. Yeah. Yeah. She's been yeah. a Victoria's well, Secret supermodel since. 2006 2007 somewhere in that yeah, zone yeah that's cool you know she could be a victoria's secret model all of that but like i don't know me personally i'm just looking at her and i'm looking at sumner it's just like don't commit to her if you know you really like brunettes don't get a blonde or whatever <laughs> bahati really is if you really like sumner looking girls you know what i'm she saying could just that, wear a wig huh nah will you nah. fix that fast just put a wig on <laughs> Nah, nah, well, I, I can't speak for, you know, most, I can't speak for other men, I'm going to speak for myself, I like real hair, so wigs to me don't count, they don't <laughs> count, so this has got to be a real hair. <laughs> <laughs> what, do you, what do you think, Natalie, how do you feel about this I situation? Think, I think our, when I say our generation, I mean everyone 35 and under is just 
I think our perception of social media going back to that is just so entirely skewed excuse me when it comes to relationships just because there's so many of like there's so many questions about what is okay and what isn't okay like do you have to post with somebody to make something exclusive I know people who have that conversation all the time I think our concept in general is just so skewed to begin with and it makes cheating and stuff like that so much easier when you don't actually have to go up to somebody's space right away. I think dating is messed up in our situation or not in our situation, but in our generation as a collective. I think social media has ruined so much. The internet has ruined so much. And I don't think it's just weak-minded people because I think everybody collectively affects everybody else whether we realize it or not because we're all implicitly looking at the same things wondering oh should this be happening in my life at this time period or should I be doing this with so-and-so because I need to like making comparisons person yeah of course I think we all implicitly make comparisons whether we realize it or not and I think that collective effect I I don't think we can really stop it though at this point it's just spiraling and I I I think think it's gonna keep spiraling I, th- I, th- I honestly that? I honestly think you can if you look at social media for what it actually is and nothing more. You know what I'm saying? Because I, I think I think if you social media is something that you can definitely get caught up in if you're not too careful. And we've all gone through that where you might perceive someone else's life based on what they you know portray themselves to be or how they project themselves on social media but when you realize is that people only show you on social media what they want you to see it, social media is not real you know perception is not reality perception is literally just that which is perception and i also say just to add on to what you were saying is that social media is not what it was 10 years ago because yeah like 20 in 2012 social media was not what it is like now which is crazy and it's gotten worse but i feel like not everybody kind of I, I think most people do, but then there's also percent like a, a also a large percentage of people who don't look at it that way, which like I said again is just seeing it for what it is. Not in my opinion, social media is really just a tool for me. So it's like, you know, I have a YouTube channel, I'm an actor, so it's just, you know what I'm saying? Like it's just like a promotional tool to help myself, not where it's it's not like I go on to social media to you know, to like help myself in any way or to start or to seek guidance. And what I mean by social media, I mean like Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, you know, to me, it's like entertainment, but nothing more than that. Oh, yeah, I, I understand. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. You good, Percy. Yeah, Are you sure? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, I, I understand that to agree. And I do agree with you. However, I think the idea of social media is just so difficult to pinpoint and to really say, oh, do this, this and this, and you won't be like having an issue with social media as much if you just stay away from type of things because social media is constantly changing like I don't know mm-hmm. if you guys know the app be real but that came out within the past like six months and it's like millions and millions of people like there's constantly new stuff coming out and the scope that we see it as we don't even realize that things are changing as fast as they are because mm-hmm. the beast just keeps growing and growing that you don't even know like which head to chop off first Um, When I was an undergrad, I actually did my um, thesis on um, political parties and candidates for the 2020 election. And I made like fake Twitter posts and stuff like that. And tried to see if it reflected data um, and things of that nature, just based on how people were viewing this data. And of course, I didn't 
I didn't have enough time to really do an in-depth detailed dive, but I did see like some of the tweets, people were thinking my fake tweets that I made about political candidates and like celebrity backing candidates were real. Like it was just so easy to trick and manipulate 18 to 22 year olds that I'm kind of concerned for the way social media is kind of going down this hill because if the people who are supposed to be able to determine right away what is real and what isn't are being shown to actually be influenced by this material that is actually fake it's just Mm. you don't know what to believe anymore you really don't right well yeah both make good points i think um i i would say i kind of agree with dimitri in the sense that you know weak-minded people um get influenced by social media not because i agree with you what you said babe about you know we all subconsciously judge and critique and you know see these lavish posts on instagram or whatever the case may be and want to attain that right but at the same time you also got to realize that a lot of these people one put up front you know a lot of those people aren't paying for these vacations by themselves you know so you know, when, when your dad or your, your your boyfriend or what your sugar daddy, whatever you want to call it, is paying for your trips. Well, a lot of people don't have that type of uh, lifestyle or deal going on. And I think, you know, people need to reevaluate your situation. You know, mm-hmm. I see Chris Brown on private jets and doing all types of things. Right. But at the same time, I also realize I'm not Chris Brown. I don't mm-hmm. have record deals. I don't have, you know, millions at the bank at my disposal. I don't have his life. So when I see that stuff, it's like, man, yeah, I wish I had that. You know, I wish I could just, you know, go to Cancun tomorrow without, you know, worrying about how I'm going to pay rent tomorrow. But the reality of it is a lot of people can't do that. And I think a lot of people base relationship nowadays because of what they see on social media. You know, the whole Birkin bag situation was skyrocketing, you know, a couple of years ago where, you know, a rapper of all people who probably, you know, has had a record deal, part of a major label is talking about, you know, you're not a real man unless you buy your girl a Birkin bag. Well, you know, if your record deal falls tomorrow, you know, chances are you're going to be an average bloke too. You may be a little famous, but not every famous person has that type of money. Not every, not the average person has $10,000 to buy a Birkin bag for somebody. So I think people put, uh, too much stock into what celebrities and, and you know famous people say and do in relationships because quite frankly most people can't attain that type of lifestyle or maybe at some point they will but not everybody in this situation especially right now with inflation everybody's struggling nowadays i don't care who you are most people are struggling nowadays but um i do want to talk about a hot take um something i saw that went viral so Cash Doll responded to this woman who who tagged on Twitter. Um, and she said, this is going to be directed to you, Natalie, because I want to get your opinion on it. So this girl tagged her and said, living with a, a, a dude and going half on rent is crazy to me. And then she said in response, when you actually like him and when you actually make money, then that don't matter. And lately, I would say I've been seeing a lot of t- posts about men and women going half on rent, splitting responsibilities financially in the home and stuff like that. Do you think there's something wrong with uh, a, a guy asking a girl to go half on rent or, you know, maybe paying for a date or two? Do I see anything wrong? I think this is all like, I don't think anything is wrong with that. I think you should be able to pay your own way in the world. And if you don't have the money to pay for your own meal, then you shouldn't be going out. Obviously, friends will help you cover 
all the time, but I think you shouldn't be doing things out of your, out of your monetary zone, if that makes sense. So I wouldn't be dating somebody who makes $10 million and expecting, oh, you're just going to pay for everything. Obviously I'm sure there's like for every relationship, things are split differently. It's something you need to have a conversation about beforehand, but I don't really see that as a fair conversation in that way to be like, oh yeah, I'm expecting you to pay all of it. I think you should be able to pay 50-50. I think that's, that's the only fair way in this world. Um, but I do understand if somebody's making a lot more money to have them help out. But that's a whole private conversation. None of this should really be out in the open. It's, money yeah. is something behind closed doors in a relationship. I, I think, yeah, like you said, that's the conversation you have to have, um, you know, especially at the beginning. But also, I have been seeing a lot of uh people talking about that about you know you no no woman should be taking care of a man and a lot of times when they say that it's usually oh you know he's supposed to be the the man of the household paying all the bills and stuff like that but then you know we also don't live in a society now where uh people want traditional roles either you know you want somebody to pay half the rent uh all the rent and stuff like that but you don't want to take care of the household so dimitri how do you feel about that statement about you know a girl shouldn't be paying half on rent if she's living with a dude. A girl shouldn't be paying half on the rent? Yeah, that's what she's saying. Um, well, I mean, that kind of sort of takes me back to um the podcast that we did where we were talking about relationships, you know, way back in January. Um, my thing is this. If I'm in a situation where I could afford to to take care of my woman and she doesn't have to do anything, then she i mean there's already going to be certain expectations anyway but if you're not doing anything for me monetarily then there's going to be things that you have to do if you're going to be under my roof and you're not paying for anything so i'm not just going to be financing your lifestyle for free so you're going to have to you know fulfill your womanly duties <laughs> yeah like oh that's a fact <laughs> just come for free no, you're right. And, you know, and, and this and this is why I brought this topic up, because we like I said, we don't live in a, a traditional society no more. Nobody wants to be, you know, I'm not saying this a bad thing. I, I think it's great that women want to go to work and stuff like that. But, you know, I find it hard to believe if you have a full time job, why are you not contributing to the bills, especially when you live in together? I, I think. Especially nowadays, with you know the whole COVID thing going on, a lot of people suffering financially. A lot of people aren't working like they used to. Many people lost their jobs during COVID. What makes you so special that you can't contribute to the bills? And um, you know, yes, I agree. As a guy, I definitely would like to take care of my woman, but I think that's something. Especially when you're looking towards marriage and stuff like that, that's when that conversation happens like yeah you know what i want you to do this this focus on your career whatever the case may be you know i think when you're at that point in your life you can do that but i think so many i you know i was watching um this youtube podcast called uh the daily wrap-up group and I, maybe they they get these girls on here you know just for views and, and and just to get them to say these outlandish things but there'll be girls talking you know out on the on the podcast talking about yeah, you know, I want my dude to buy me, you know, Louis Vuitton bags and, you know, buy all the drinks I want. If I go out with my girlfriends, he could pay for the tab. And, you know, 
that's his role. That's his job. But when he at if you know the dudes be like, hey, um, so do you cook and clean? No, that that's not my job. You know, this is not the nineteen sixties. So she gotta like, go. Yeah, you she know, gotta go. So what is she doing with her time then? Save her exactly. money. Exactly. <laughs> I just don't understand the concept. I'm like, I get saving your money, but if you're not planning on doing any type of housework, if you only really want your man working, if you want him to be paying for everything, like when you get bored, honestly, like you'd be surprised. You'd be surprised. I seen, I don't know if it was that same podcast that I brought up, you know, before in January where she was like, she wants a man to, to, to basically take care of everything. And then she wouldn't even buy him like a birthday gift because she said that she's the gift. So like, she doesn't have to do anything for him. Like she wouldn't do anything for him because she being like her presence in his life is the gift. You can't make this stuff up. Like this, these are things that like, she's act like women have actually said. And then if you, if you ever heard of, you know, Kevin Samuels, you've seen like, that's just how all, or I'm not going to say all women, but the 90% of the women that came on his show to talk, that was the opinion. Right. And, you know, it, it, it's one of those things, like, I feel like this is one of the reasons why I see social media has messed up relationships because so many people, reality is skewed, you know, especially, you know, being in LA for, some, for like three years. I see the dating scene here. And I was talking to a dude at the gym the other day. And he was talking about how, um, you know, he always have a hard time getting girls unless he, he's flashing money. And first of all, let me say this. I think if you're looking for a girlfriend or something like that, go look for him at a place where you know it's a lot easier. For instance, if you know you're not a big baller and you want that hot model, right? I'm not saying all of them, you know, care about you taking care of them. But reality, especially in LA, is if you're going to a club, if you're going to a social gathering event, if you're going to one of those high spots with, you know, people who have millions of followers and other celebrities, chances are, if you're going to try to get a girl with how your car looks, most likely she's going to actually take care of her financially, you know? So I think it really just depends on what type of girl you want to attract. Do you want the, the Instagram model? Well, most of the time, you know, a lot of the times they want somebody to take care of them. So I'm not saying all of them is that's the case, but if you don't want to do that, by all means, find somebody that works for you. But so many people use social media as a basis of the relationship. And Adam, Adam Levine thing is just a prime example of so many, uh, you know, celebrities or just, you know, regular people using social media instead of, uh, you know, talking about their problems, which is going to lead me to my next point. Do y'all think social media has ruined the way how we communicate because nowadays it seems like more people are willing just to text you and then talk to you in person. You know, um, you know, so many people, uh, especially with the pandemic has migrated to finding a life partner on, on social media, or if they're having trouble with their, their relationship, they go right to social media, talking to people publicly, a uh, DM and um, uh, whoever that they find attractive. Do you think that, um, Social media, and I'll, I'll let you go first, Natalie. Do you think social media has ruined our communication? Cumin- um, oh, geez. Cumin- cum- yes, <laughs> skills. <laughs> I mean, I think our skills have changed. I think they've 
been ruined partially based on social media because it's just so easy to not have the same types of interactions before. The only people I really talk on the phone with now are like my best, best friends and like close family members. You and cheating I cheating on me? No, I'm kidding. Shut up. <laughs> no, but like I don't talk on the phone with most people anymore mm. just because that seems like such like a personal thing compared to sending a message. Sending a message is so impersonal nowadays and just so easy that for the introvert in me, that's just incredible that I can email somebody or I can DM somebody and I don't actually have to have like a face-to-face conversation about something that's, you know, annoying to deal with or something that might be difficult to deal with. So I think the way we've gone about things, I think we've taken away the the personhood and our interactions based on social media but I also think social media has kind of created a positive thing in effect not just based on the fact that some people have actually learned grammar which I'm so so happy at every time I see somebody actually using the right form of two the grammar nerd in me loves it um but I think we've learned to communicate in a different way that we wouldn't have been able to years ago like, it's like a completely different world nowadays texting compares to when our parents grew up. And I think the way we've been able to adapt is interesting in itself. So I think it's been ruined to a degree, but I also think we've adapted because of it. What do you think, Dimitri? Um, I will say that it... All right, so I'll speak on my last relationship, right? Um, It did screw up the way that... I'm not sure if that could be attributed to social media, really, or maybe it was. But like Natalie just said, um, you know, sending text messages are so impersonal. And it's crazy because despite how impersonal sending text messages were, a lot of like the major conversations and arguments that I ever had with my ex-girlfriend were through text messages. And our relationship literally like lived and died by the phone, you know, particularly text messages. So it's like we would break up through text messages and we would freaking, you know, get back together in person and then break up again. So um, I feel like me now, you know, realizing that there's a problem with that. Me, for the most part, I find myself like leaning more toward having phone conversations rather than text messages. I actually don't like when people send my phone well one my phone is usually on do not disturb it's been on do not disturb for like two years i don't like when people send me long paragraphs like it pisses me off because i don't want to read that shit and you could just tell me whatever it is you have to say over the phone because i for, for me personally i feel like people are more are more likely to say something like they're not supposed to through text and then they're gonna think twice about saying it over the phone because the like a telephone conversation is actually more personal. So, yeah, I, you know, for me, I look at it like, you know, I didn't grow up with a phone. I had a phone maybe once or twice. My mom, I got grounded. My mom took that and I never seen it again. But for most part, um, I remember when I did the Jubilee video online dating versus traditional. Go check that out if you haven't seen it. Uh, you know, 400,000 views, not bragging, but um, one of the reasons why I, I, for me, I chose traditional. It's because I didn't grow up with a phone. And during our era, our generation, phones has it blew up. I remember the sidekick and all that good stuff. But I didn't have that. My mom never really got me one. So I was forced to go out and talk to people on the street. And um, that's how I learned how to talk to women, you know. Um, and it's worked. 
And I think for me, I personally enjoy that because I feel like you get a sense of who that person is in person. You know, people be capping when they say, oh, you know, I, I got to get to know the person. I feel like you get to know the person in person, not through text messages. Anybody can sound like the, you know, like uh, the love doctor through text messages. But then when you see them in person, you know, they Ted Bundy. So um, I, me personally, I feel like it's better talking um, to people in person. But I have realized it's just so easy to just be like, oh, you know what? I've always wanted to talk to she lives all the way in Miami. Let me go text her real quick on Instagram or I'm going to just slide in DMs. It's just so easy nowadays that I feel like most people can't hold a conversation no more. It, it, and mom blows me how many people can't even just have a basic top like, conversation on movies or TV shows or, you know, just anything. It's usually, you know, you go on a date or whatever the case may be right on the phone the whole time. And it's like, you know, <laughs> I, right. you know, I get it. It's our society nowadays. But, you know, I feel like the young generation, uh, the new generation that's coming up, they're going to be the ones that suffer the most. Because I remember I was working at um, a sports camp in Long Island and every kid below the age of 10 had a cell phone. And every time it was time to play sports or whatever the case may be, they wouldn't play. They'd be on their phone playing, uh, you know, le- uh, League of Legends or um, Fortnite. Fortnite. And it's just sad to see instead of people outside playing sports and stuff like that, everybody's playing video games at home or they on social media. First of all, I don't understand why 10 year olds is on social media, but you know, um, I just feel not like... even allowed to be like the cutoff limit for most apps is 13 as the youngest. Uh, yeah. I, well, like now, legally you know... they're not supposed to be able to, if you actually read the terms and, conditions for facebook instagram twitter all of them it's 13 is the minimum age people don't people don't listen to that stuff well yeah legally, but like yeah well technically you're not you're supposed to be 18 before trouble. you look at porn but you know how I many people are watching on pornhub and no. x videos and shit like that who probably aren't yeah, even 13 but years pornhub old isn't asking you your age facebook yeah, but- is yeah, oh, well, shit, when I was coming up, it used to be like, are you 18 years old? I'm fucking 12 or some shit going in there anyway. <laughs> I'm guilty of that too, bro. Wait, did you guys go through, when did Facebook come out compares to how old you guys are? Ooh. I know you guys are both older than me because Facebook came out like big when I was like 10 years old. And everybody faked the year that they were, so they were able to get onto Facebook. I didn't have a Facebook until I was like 17 years old, but all my friends were trying to convince me when I was young to make an account. I was like, no, no, I'm not old enough yet. I don't want to do that. Really, I was just afraid of getting in trouble with my parents because I was that kid. But I'm curious, like, how old were you guys when you were introduced to these social media apps? And do you think that's really, like, affected you I in any say, way based on that age? I got to say, MySpace was, was was the thing back then. You know, it had the customized music to your page. <laughs> Come MySpace on, man. Everybody high, remember Tom? Everybody remember MySpace Tom? still works. Did you know that? They still have it going. Like it, no, MySpace it's now not looks as nothing good, like it used but, to Yeah, but it's still a thing, technically. We need to bring MySpace back. I, I don't I don't know to who. If somebody walked up to me like, yeah, oh, you know, I'm on MySpace right now, I would really look at them sideways like, really, bro? Because you're like mad late. Like, mad, like no one mad late. anymore. Mad I late. love it, though. Like three hours. Uh, We're bringing I mean, the 2000s back. So, like, we need to bring MySpace back. 
Nah, I, I miss Tumblr. If there if there's like a social media that I actually miss, I actually miss Tumblr. It's, Tumblr I, is I never still active Tumblr. too, though. But it's Tumblr's not it hot anymore. That's the thing. It depends on what side of Tumblr you're on. Like fandom Tumblr for like book Tumblr and stuff like that. It is so yeah. active right yeah. now. That's not, that's a mad. publishing that major. Yeah, it sounds excuse you. That. I'm sorry. Excuse you. I'm sorry, but like I'm just like saying, said, Tumblr, people still use it. Twenty t- Tumblr, like maybe I'd say like 2014. Yeah, like 2011 yeah. to like 2015 was when like it was like hot, like it was fire. Now it's like it looked like a ghost town. Like even if I wanted to like reblog something on Tumblr, it just it wouldn't be the same. It wouldn't be. I don't know. It was, it was just it was just way more lit. But I I will say that, I mean I don't think. I don't think it really affected me that much to be, to be honest with you. Um, I feel like if there was like a social media that had, I guess, some sort of an impact, it might've been like Instagram, but the only thing with Instagram is like, all right, you know, you, 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 uh, you shoot a photo shoot and then you post a photo shoot and you get <laughs> girls. That's pretty, that's pretty much it. Like, but uh-huh. like now it's not even like that. So. I think I had, I, I remember AIM was big for me. That's how I used to talk to girls all the time. AIM. That's um, not even really social media, though. No, I wasn't. But... I was too young for AIM. Like, yeah, I feel like a that. child right now. I know what it is, but I was way too nah, young. AIM was lit. Yeah, no, nah, but AIM, AIM was, AIM, like, it, it's, things were just so much, like, different. And I would say, I would err on the side of saying it was more simple back then it was just very cut and dry like now i think i was what like walking into the grocery store today and i was seeing how there's like a a fucking tiktok challenge of people like cooking their 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 like chicken with with detergent or, or some oh, some God, bs no. like that what? yeah y'all i, I like would really find it challenge. I, yeah i would literally find it if i could like i don't remember what it was but there's a challenge going on right now where people are seasoning their food with some form of like green detergent some sort of green <laughs> liquid and i'm just like see and there are idiots who are actually doing it so this is what i mean this is that's what i meant by like weak-minded people people who are like oh that's a new challenge i'm gonna do it too those types of people people who are like man you know what i just want to just abandon the real world and just join the metaverse that's like those are the people that i'm talking about and they're out there they're out there are they actually out there for like the tiktok things because i always thought like tide pod challenge and stuff like that i thought that was just people trolling each other like that was actually a thing that was happening well like these people make... with detergent and stuff like that was actually like a concern you know why you know why it's an actual concern because it gets on the news you know why because people died <laughs> that's why <hard>. yeah <laughs> you remember when people was like inject yourself with bleach if you get covid so well, yeah, yeah, like, well like... the president said that so yeah, but I'm talking. I'm talking about like other <laughs> shit. Like, like people, people are really like legit dying. So once it gets on CNN, like pretty, I don't even say Fox News, but CNN, yeah, like that's because somebody yeah. died. Okay. People die. Well, you know what? That that's one of the biggest problems with our society is because people getting rewarded for stupid stuff like that. Like you know, everybody's getting verification checks, making money, doing stupid like attention. Like that. Yeah, rewarded with attention. That that's based. That's the reward is just getting attention because everything that people do on social media is for some sort of attention or not. It's like if you post an Instagram story, why is because you want to see what people are doing. What is that? Attention. Oh, so, but yeah, it's, it's like, just... well, what lengths are you willing to go to get such attention is really the question. And there are certain people out there that are willing to do like the extreme. It's like freaking like, what was it? What was that guy's name? He, he had like, the, he got like all the tattoos on his face and then he used to just go into 
like McDonald's and Burger Kings and like start shit with like the cashiers and then he would get mad attention. He became a rapper. I don't remember his name. Oh, I know you're talking about. It was, just, it was like a whole lot of gang shit. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Oh, Boo Gang. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's guys like that. That's what I'm saying. Like who would do crazy shit on social media just for attention. And then there's people who would just follow him to try to get the, you know, to garner the same type of attention. But I will also say, just to piggyback, because I watched an update video he did on, I forgot what channel it was. He talked about his fame with that. And one of the things he even said was he regret getting famous that way because everybody expects him to act like that entirely. And now that he's older and got kids, he can't shake that stigma. And yeah, so, because like, perception for a lot of people is reality. That's like if I hated if I hated a certain actor and there are actors that I hate, like I hated the role that they portrayed that they portrayed in a movie. And because of that perception of them, that negative perception, I actually hate them in real life. So if I saw them down the street, I'll probably give them a dirty look. Why? Because I didn't like the role that they portrayed in the damn movie. So for him, but in his case scenario, I actually blame him because you he wanted that. So it's like it's not that this is a result that you didn't want. It's like you it's almost in a way like be careful what you wish for because you're going to get what you're actually asking for. Man, it's I... all about labels at the end of the day because mm-hmm. he labeled himself this way. That's how he's perceived. But everything in our life is broken down to labels, whether it's somebody labeling themselves like for their sexuality or even just based on like your skin color. It's all the perception that somebody attaches to a label that really gives them the power to it. These words mean absolutely nothing. These challenges mean absolutely nothing until we let them mean something. Uh-huh. I blame us. I blame uh, all these news channels, media channels for making that because it all started with. Uh, it didn't really start, but she made it famous. Uh, Daniel, um, the Cash Me Outside girl. Because after that, it just seemed like everybody was just do- doing something stupid, and people get re- rewarded off of doing st- dumb stuff. Like people get record deals off of doing viral stuff off of TikTok and Instagram. Like, he wasn't even a rapper before. But, you know, that's just the reality of our situation nowadays. That's why mm-hmm. me personally, I've told Natalie this plenty of times. I hate TikTok. I don't like going on it. I I, I just despise it because, yeah, there are some great people out there who do some great content. But it just seems like nowadays it's just like people doing anything they can to get famous, doing dumb stuff. It's just... Uh, I. I hate you're just I, not on the right side of TikTok yet. TikTok curates itself for you. Just keep swiping. And if you swipe and like enough like cat videos and dog videos, it's gonna that's show all you right. And then all it'll you're be beautiful. See. Yeah. All you want to see are a bunch of cats and dogs every day. And that is the I, TikTok I am on. And that's the TikTok you would love. No, nah, see, I, I get that. I get lots of cats and dog videos on freaking Instagram, but like on TikTok, all I see is relationship freaking device videos now. Yo, like that all relationship advice. a lot of relationship videos. Is it uh-huh. is that all it's literally just an algorithm? The more yeah, relationship yeah, yeah. videos you watch, the more yeah. it's gonna recommend them. So yeah. clearly it thinks you need some advice. Exactly. Ain't, ain't, yeah. it, funny? ain't it funny? Uh, what's that what's that one dude? Everybody's giving a relationship advice on Facebook and Instagram, getting famous, right? What's that dude that that uh, black dude, um, Derek? Um, uh, he was famous off of doing like uh, 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 videos, relationship videos geared towards women. I forgot his last name, but uh, he actually <laughs> he made all these videos about praising women and stuff like that, and then he got caught cheating on his wife. I'm like, you know, it, it's just people be capping on social media, like you said, Natalie. People just be. And you, Dimitri, you both said it. Like, people would just be going on social media, doing whatever they can to get attention, and not even living by what they stand for. It's like, you know, 
you preaching about, you know, you got to honor your wife, honor your girlfriend, treat women like queens. And then he over here sleeping with an Instagram model. I'm like, come on, you know, whatever. I, mm-hmm. I do want to loop back to something that you said earlier and slightly call you out on something. Who, me? So you said, yes. Well, well, well you can't call yes, me you. out on my own um, Yes, you. I'm calling. Yeah, I am yeah, explaining yeah. to you. This is all vomit. Where <laughs> you inaccurately displayed information. You said you are into traditional dating styles. That everybody you meet and date and stuff is always in person. However, that's kind of true for us because I knew you beforehand. We got back into talking through social media with you sliding into my Instagram DMs and asking me how I've been because it's been a while. So if it were not for social media, we would not be dating right now, probably. So are you really a traditional dating no, guy it, it's it, no no uh-huh. i i, I, I uh-huh. gotta address this you know i gotta uh-huh. address this um you know this podcast is over i hope you get no i'm kidding um Shut i would up. say <laughs> <laughs> no it's different because we known each other before it wasn't like i, I just saw you once and there was like oh let me see we actually went to school together so it's different it's different starting a relationship when you already know the person and then just you know, reconnecting through social media, then starting a whole new blind, never met this person. They live all the way in the UK and I live in, you know, Idaho. And, you know, we just having a full blown online dating relationship. That's it's completely different. Okay. So let me ask you this. If it were not for Instagram, would you have just come up to me, like seeing me out of the blue somewhere and being like, Hey, I haven't seen you in a while. You want to go on a date? Like, do you think that this would have organically happened if it weren't for social media? Or do you think being the fact that we weren't face-to-face when we were reconnecting helped you have the confidence to reach out to me? Um, As the most charismatic man in entertainment, of course, I'm pleading the fifth. No, I'm kidding. Of course I would. I have no problem with talking. Like, mm-hmm. I, it, it's just... But Natalie, let me ask you something. Let me ask you something, though. So, yeah. so, you're, so you're saying that... You're saying that like, all right, so if he would have just walked, like, you're asking if, would he have had that same energy in person, is what you're asking, right? Like, would he have yeah, said the same thing in person? Yeah, if would, he would have right, so found what, a way to yeah, meet up I'm in sorry. person in the same type mm-hmm. of, like, because like if you guys Instagram, are in the lobby you somewhere. don't have to. Yeah, yeah. Um, if he would have so, tried as well, hard you, as well, he did. Well, lo and behold, you guys are in a relationship. So, I mean, the, you I already know the answer to this question because what I was going to ask you was, would you have been as open to him coming up to you in person as in through, you know, DM? Because here's the thing. For for us guys, it doesn't always seem like we have the opening to talk to women anyway. Now, granted, you guys already knew each other, so it shouldn't have been that hard. But I'm asking, like, would you have been as open to it, let's say, like, if you guys weren't as acquainted with each other? 